0: Hey everybody, today is April the 28th and today it's Born on This Day. That's right, Amanda. The podcast that celebrates all things April 28th. Every single day we celebrate you. If it's your birthday, we wish you a very happy one. Today, Marco, is... uh, Did we say who we are? I'm Uh, Amanda Barker.
1: And I'm Marco Timpan.
0: Okay, we got that out of the way. Now, um, today is National Superhero Day. Oh my goodness. So... Who are the superheroes in your life? Maybe it's your mom. Maybe it's Batman. I don't know. Right. I don't know your life. Um,
1: For me, it was the person who gave me the vaccine yesterday.
0: Aha. Well, um, those of us who have been following us every day, we we have done one of these every single day. And uh, yeah, here we are almost a year later. It's, it's pretty incredible. And you have a vaccine in your arm and so does Bill. And hopefully I will have one today. by the time we end this podcast. But I... Don't take anything for granted. So if we'll you listen
1: see. to our podcast from the very beginning, you'll just hear us go through the whole pandemic and come towards yeah. this end where we're getting our vaccines. Yeah. It's pretty interesting.
0: Pretty amazing. Marco, who was your favorite superhero?
1: It was always Aquaman. Oh, interesting. How who was yours?
0: Like, I really didn't care or have z- I had zero interest in superheroes as a child. To oh, really? me, they were about as interesting as like looking at parts of machinery. There was nothing in there that Spoke to me in any way,
1: and what's fascinating fascinating is you're still like that today. You you have no desire ever to. Oh see yeah, that. as a
0: kid, it's not like it's something that changed me as an adult. Like I, you
1: don't you no, don't enjoy the Marvel films or any of those things.
0: No, yeah. I, I as a child, I just there was nothing in them that I wasn't much into cartoons as mm-hmm. a child. To be very honest, that right. just wasn't my world. When
1: I was a kid, we used to play superheroes. so we would gather around with a bunch of kids at my aunt's house where mm. I used to hang out, and. Um, all of us would be a superhero and we'd run out of female superheroes. So one of the girls who would play in our group was cartwheel chick. That was her super, yeah. <laughs> cartwheel chick. Cause she could do cartwheels, So she's like, I'll be <laughs> cartwheel chick. And we're like, all right, we got oh, cartwheel chick. Amazing. Yeah.
0: That sound is our bread machine that has decided to chirp back up. I don't know if that's making it onto the audio. Should I that's try That's the to-
1: sound of, uh- of Cartwheel Chick when she gets That's ready That's Cartwheel Chick, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, well, my superheroes, I mean, we played Little House on the Prairie, so. No,
1: those were your superheroes? Yeah,
0: I wanted to be Laura. It was a fight over it's who got to be Laura. Superhero. Nobody wanted to be Simpy Mary, who's blind. Everybody wanted to be Laura. Or we'd play Annie and I'd always get to be Molly because she was These the little, cute
1: one. These are not superheroes. Well, they were They, lived they in the were prairies. musical theater superheroes, okay. All right. Annie. All
0: right. Um, I'm surprised they didn't make a musical theater version of of Little House, actually, now that I think about it. Right. Because that would, that would probably, people my age would take their kids.
1: Well, listen, if you were born today on April 28th, a wealth of stamina has been given to you. You are unlike other individuals born under Taurus. Oh, <clears throat> which, of course, is the bull astrological sound sign, Amanda. Mm-hmm. The 28th April birthday personality traits show you are generally analytical thinkers mm-hmm. who thrive on diversity. Oh, wow. Being a thinker that you are, you can be very, very opinionated, Amanda. I think
0: it's a smart sign, and um, I'm very interested in our next celebrant, our first celebrant, rather, uh, who's celebrating a birthday today. Jessica Alba had her breakout role with the James Cameron-produced series Dark Angel in 2000, for which she was nominated for for golden globe she had made her fi- her debut in the film camp nowhere when she was cast in a small role but then promoted to lead when the original lead actress dropped out and jessica was the only person who matched her hair color that's oh, a really wow. great story. <laughs> I guess so they could use all the over-the-shoulder shots they already had. That's crazy. In the 2003 film, um, she starred in Honey. Later, she was in Sin City, The uh, Fantastic Four, Good Luck Chuck, and Valentine's Day. Last year, she starred on the series LA's Finest and the film Killers Anonymous. Um, it's not written here um, because poor Bill does enough, doesn't he? But, uh, not really. I-, I will say that she is... A hugely successful entrepreneur and uh, and business owner, she owns the Honest Company. Right, um, and that happened when she was uh, pregnant, I think, or, or had just had her first child, and realized that for her there wasn't enough baby products that were clean and simple and not full of chemicals. So she wanted to launch a brand, and that's what that's what was the impetus to launch the Honest Company. So. Um, you might see her on Shark Tank real soon. Anyway, she was born on this day in Pomona, California in 1981.
1: Wait, she's going to be on Shark Tank? No, I don't know. Okay. But like
0: she's, I don't think people realize that aspect of her. Is that's that, amazing. that's a huge part of, of, and plus she looks amazing.
1: I know, but you can't just be telling people they're going to be on Shark Tank.
0: If I say it, maybe it'll happen.
1: Well, let me say this. Today is also Penelope Cruz's birthday. Penelope Penelope Cruz was a teenager when she saw Pedro Almodovar's "Tie Me Up, Tie Me Down" in a movie theater, and decided she wanted to be an actress. Amazing! Uh, she went out and got herself an agent with whom she still works today. Making her debut in the erotic romance "Hamon Hamon" in 1992 with her future husband Javier Bardem. I didn't know they were married.
0: Yeah, yeah, they met in uh, that Woody Allen movie. Yeah.
1: Well, no, they met in "Hamon Hamon," but oh shoot! But but I guess <laughs> they fell in love. Yeah. With Woody Allen. Who doesn't?
0: Well, <laughs>
1: <laughs> she appeared in the Oscar-winning Fernando Trueba's film *Bella Park*, which I saw at the movie theater. Amanda. Okay. There was a time when I would go see foreign films, if you can believe it.
0: Your voice gets really, um, really European. That's what I sound you... in Europe. <laughs> like you, like you, you only sound like you smoke when you use European. Names.
1: In Europe, we all smoke, and uh, she became the country's biggest star, appearing in the films *Entras Rojas*. La Celestina and the Girls the Girl of Your Dreams In 1997 she worked with Almodovar in the for the first time in Live Flesh then after her role in the Oscar winning All About My Mother came to Hollywood was it that late after All, all About Your Mother What uh, All
0: About My Mother All About
1: My Mother she came to Hollywood mm-hmm. to make the High Low Country by Stephen Frears the Comedy Woman on Top by Fiona Torres and All pre, All the Pretty Horses Below or Blow, rather, and Captain Corelli's Mandolin.
0: Remember all those crappy movies? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, she was in them. Having appeared in the Spanish version of Open Your Eyes, she reprised the same role in the English remake Vanilla Sky, with Tom Cruise, of course. Then in 2006, she returned to Spain for Almodovar's Volver, for which she received her first Oscar nomination for Best Actress. Two years later, she won Best Supporting Actress for Woody Allen's Vicky Cristina Barcelona, or Barcelona.
0: I do not realize uh, she won. Wow.
1: Yeah, I guess she did. Uh, she was nominated again for Nine a year later and has since starred in To Rome With Love, Twice Born, this, The Queen of Spain, Loving Pablo, Ashkar Farhadi's Everybody Knows, and Wasp Network by Olivier uh, Sayas. She, she reunited with Almodovar again on his film Pain and Glory in 2019, and she was born on this day in Alcobendas, Spain.
0: Well... Mary McDonald—that's a little bit of an easier name to say for us, or for me rather—had only appeared in three films when she played stands with a fist in. Oh, okay.
1: What's, St- you know stands I- with
0: a, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, when she played Stands with a Fist in the Kevin Costner epic, oh. Dances with Wolves, oh, okay. for which she was nominated yes, for an Oscar. Yes, I know who Oscar. she is. I yes. know who she is. Okay. An actress with a rich stage career, she won an OB for Still Life. She's appeared off-Broadway in Sam Shepard's Buried Child, John Patrick Shanley's Limbo, Paula Sismar's Death of a Minor. On Broadway, she was in Summer and Smoke by Tennessee Williams, one of the remounts, I'm sure, and played the lead in Wendy Wasserstein's The Heidi Chronicles. She had already appeared in John Sayles' Matt. Matawan when she reunited with him on his masterpiece Passion Fish. Yes, so you know her from that giving the most acclaimed performance of her career and earning another Oscar nomination in the process.
1: She was great in Passion Fish.
0: Yeah, she was great in Dances with Wolves, but what's kind of um I'm just only just now I'm realizing that she's not actually indigenous. I always assumed she was. Okay. I mean, unless she is, and we don't—we're not talking about it. But right. she had roles in Grand Canyon, Sneakers, Independence Day, and Mumford. Then, in 2004, endeared herself to science fiction audiences with her performance as President Laura Roslin on the cult favorite series Battlestar Galactica. Since then, she's appeared as a reoccurring guest on The Closer on four episodes of Major Crimes, and from 2012 to 2018 was the star of the show Major Crimes. She was born on this day in the unfortunate town of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. I have spent a lot of time there in
1: 1952. Is that where Mayor of Eastwood, Easttown, takes place?
0: No. Mayor, Mayor, well, I don't know where Mayor of Easttown, which is a show we're watching, uh, which you should watch too. It's really good. Dear listener, it's great. Uh, it's on HBO and Crave up here. Um... Well, I don't know where it takes place. Like it's a fictitious town, but it certainly could be near Wilkes-Barre, yeah, or, or maybe more, a little bit more near, like, Allentown, but for okay. him. But uh, anyway, it's defi- they definitely actually shoot it in Pennsylvania, you can tell.
1: Yeah, Bridget Moynihan is best known for her role as Natasha, the woman that married Mr. Big, after he and Carrie couldn't work things out on Sex and the City. Mm,
0: mm-hmm. You know who that is, Amanda? Yeah, you There's- see the back of her head a lot.
1: The show was her debut, and was quickly followed with roles in *Coyote Ugly*, *Serendipity*, *The Sum of All Fears*, and *The Recruit* with Colin Farrell. Did you see that film with Colin Farrell, Amanda? Uh, I did
0: not, not that one. But okay. and I also didn't see *Coyote Ugly*. Okay.
1: She's often said that she often gets the roles that Jennifer Connelly doesn't have time to do. That's funny, isn't that funny? She co-starred with Will Smith in I Robot and with Nicolas Cage in Lord of War. Later, was in the two John Wick films, which I know you're a big fan of, Amanda, because you're always. (laughs) Speaking
0: of superheroes, those are like superheroes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not. Every time
1: I'm watching them, Amanda's like, "What are you watching? This
0: craziness."
1: Since 2010. She has been playing Aaron Regan on Blue Bloods. Mm-hmm. She has a child with her ex-boyfriend, football player Tom Brady, and revealed on The View in 2066, sorry, 2006, that she is third cousins with the show, show's co-host, Rosie O'Donnell. I thought it was going to be something really big. So yeah. I was gearing up for it. And it's like she's just... She's
0: a cousin of Rosie O'Donnell. She's sixth
1: cousin, or third cousins. She was born on this day in Bingham, New York, Bingham, Binghamton, New York. In Binghamton, 19- yeah. Binghamton, New York in 1971.
0: Well, Anne Margaret Olsen came to the United States from Sweden when she was six years old, then studying at Northwestern University and dropped out to move to Las Vegas and pursue a career as a singer. She was discovered by George Burns and quickly got a record deal at RCA and a film contract at Fox, releasing the hit single I Just Don't Understand at the age of 20, then made her film debut in the Betty Davis film Pocket of Miracles. She quickly became a favorite star and a sex symbol with roles in state fair. Bye Bye Birdie, that's what I know her from, Bye Bye Birdie, Uh, Viva Las Vegas with Elvis Presley and Kitten with a Whip. She was told her career was over by the late 60s and with her 30s approaching, but in 1971 she was nominated for an Oscar for her performance in Carnal Knowledge, then four years later was nominated again for the movie version of the musical Tommy, winning Golden Globes anyway for both roles. She has continued to work since the films of Joseph Andrews, Twice in a Lifetime, Grumpy Old Men, Any Given Sunday, and the miniseries The 10th kingdom. Most recently, she was on the Kaminsky Method. She was born on this day in Valsjolben, Sweden in 1941.
1: She fell off a stage in Las Vegas, I think, and smashed her face. And, oh, really? Yeah, like half her smash was really... It needed to be... Half, Do you want to look
0: her- it up and... While I read this next one. Sure, year? sure. Yeah. Half her
1: face half her face had to be uh, reconstructed, Ew. if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's yeah, awful.
0: Yeah. Elizabeth Rome is the most famous for her role as Ada, or ADA, uh, Serena Sutherland on Law and & Order, and for playing Detective Kate Lockley on the Josh Whedon show Angel. I mean, I think we can just say Angel. I don't know if we have to brand it with... <laughs> Maybe we do. Anyway, she made her debut on One Life to Live in 1997 before appearing in the miniseries The 60s, Eureka Street, and the show Bull. Then, after Law & Order, appeared in the films Miss Congeniality 2, Danny Houston's The Kreutzer Sonata, and Abduction. She was on a season of Heroes, the short-lived series The Client List, and the show Stalker. More recently, she was on the show Jane the Virgin and the films Bombshell and Blood on Her Name. Hmm. Can't place her. She was born on this day in Dusseldorf, Germany, in 1973. A lot of people um, from interesting places today.
1: And I've been to Dusseldorf. This is from the New York Times, September 14,
0: 1972.
1: Oh. Los Angeles, September 13. Anne Margaret, who was seriously injured in a fall from a stage platform, underwent facial surgery today at the UCLA Medical Center. The operation took about three hours. Hospital officials said in a statement on the condition of the 31-year-old actress-dancer would not be made until later. Wow. Anne margaret suffered severe facial fracture, a, con- a concussion, a broken jaw, and a broken arm, Sunday when she fell from a 22-foot-high platform Oh my gosh. just before her performance at Lake Tahoe. 22 ca- yeah, feet? Yeah, casino. Uh, an earlier report said the actress had broken a kneecap in the fall, possibly endangering her dancing career. Oh, wow. But hospital officials said today that her knee had not been injured. Wow. Yeah. And supposedly, like, she always had, like, a bit of a twisted face. And then, I guess, with multiple surgeries, it got... Oh, uh,
0: poor thing. Got... Uh, well, I hope she got a good settlement out of that. Yeah. We had well, a we had a friend who's uh, achieved a tiny bit of fame in her life. Uh, in Canada, anyway. Okay. I won't name her. But um, you remember who I'm talking about, I think. Who she was dancing um, down at Polson Pier and, um, for a concert or something. Oh, no. And they didn't... You, do you know who Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and... Um, the uh, she didn't know she w- that one of the stages was on wheels like it was a oh, series no. of four or five stages, so she went to dance on the stage like they, no one had told any of them. Oh my goodness! And she fell between because the thing moved underneath her. That's
1: terrible. Yeah. Okay. My yeah. goodness.
0: Yeah. So she got quite a settlement. From Thank that. goodness.
1: And well, does and and she moved to
0: L.A. Good. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: not good, but like, now she's I'm got glad. a
0: series of commercials. so okay. There you go.
1: Well, Jorge Garcia played Hugo Reyes on Lost, his most popular role, which he played for the show's entire six seasons. Mm. Initially, a successful stand-up comedian, he made his debut in 1997 film Raven's Ridge and later was on a season of Becker before Lost began. Mm. After the show ended, he was on episodes of Californication, Fringe, and Once Upon a Time and starred in the 2012 series Alcatraz. In 2013, he joined the cast of Hawaii Five-0, and most recently was on an episode of the MacGyver reboot. He was born on this day in Omaha, Nebraska, in 1973.
0: Well, for fans of the Adams Family, and of course you all are, all performances in the role of Morticia live in the shadow of the legendary Carolyn Jones, who played the character on the popular 60s television series, which filmed 64 episodes over two seasons. That's it. Wow, so iconic. She had made her debut over a decade earlier in cameos in the films Road to Bali and The War of the Worlds after studying at the Pasadena Playhouse, having her official debut in the House of Wax, or sorry, House of Wax rather, with Vincent Price and the Fritz Lang film The Big Heat. She was originally cast in Donna Reed's Oscar winning role in From Here to Eternity, but had to drop out because of illness. In 1957, she was nominated for an Oscar for the film The Bachelor Party, plus appeared in the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers and Hitchcock's The Man Who Knew Too Much. She starred with Frank Sinatra in A Hole in the Head.
1: I think it's A Hole in the Head. Oh, I do like You know
0: why? (laughs) A... h for whatever reason wasn't capitalized so i thought it was a hole not a hole in the head uh, i like a hole in the head cuz apparently he was anyway and uh, natalie wood was not in uh, marjorie morningstar how do you know that she wasn't yeah oh cuz i've read a lot about natalie wood okay. i mean i think her sister has a had a bit of a you know uh, tempestuous relationship right. with her. she had a lot of tempestuous relationships but for the most part people said she was uh, she worked very hard and she was great and you know she had that child actor thing right. on television she played the queen of diamonds on the original batman series later was on iron side the virginian wonder woman and quincy Maine. her last role was quincy Maine or quincy me i don't know
1: Quincy, I Emmy mean, Medical Examiner. Oh. I used to watch it, yeah. You know why? Because there's a Quincy, Clugman.
0: Maine. So I just, and I'm, I, having grown up uh, in New England and then on the border to Maine, I uh, I just see Emmy and I immediately think it's, if it's capitalized, I think it's
1: I Maine. used to watch Quincy, I Emmy mean, with my dad and my mom when I was little. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's uh, Jack Klugman played a oh, Medical Examiner funny. and he would solve the crime based on. Of course he would. Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, her last role was on the soap opera Capital, which was a year before her death at 1983 at the age of 53. But her episodes continued to air right up until 1987. Her second husband was television producer Aaron Spelling, um, uh, not, not his last wife. But anyway, she was born on this day in Amarillo, Texas in 1930.
1: I, I, I always thought she was on Falcon Crest, but I guess not. She was on Capital instead.
0: Mm.
1: Okay, one of my favorite, probably my favorite on the list, Amanda. Ber- Bruno Kirby... Gave his most memorable performance in the late 80s and early 90s, playing one of Billy Crystal's fellow travelers in City Slickers and Jess in When Harry Met Sally. He made his debut in 1971 in the film The God uh, the Graduates before the, the young, young
0: graduates, rather. Sorry, the
1: young graduates before playing young Clemenza in The Godfather Part Two, oh, and he was so great in his I Italian's really, fantastic. Oh, yeah, interesting. Later, um, he advanced to bigger movie roles in Modern Romance, This Is Spinal Tap, Birdie, and Good morning vietnam in 1995 he gave an acclaimed performance as leonardo dicaprio's sexually abusive coach in the basketball diaries
0: that's what that's about
1: uh no it's good. about a lot of things but that's part of it yeah oh. uh later he was in donnie brasco sleepers and on episodes of the larry sanders show his last performance was on an episode of entourage in in 2006 the same year he died at the age of 57 so sad
0: yeah what did he, he died he
1: died yeah i remember oh, when okay. he died too it was like oh man that's so yeah, sad that's
0: really sad because he had a lot of wonderful yeah. creativity and performance. Yeah, and, and yeah, everyone
1: said good. that he was like a joy to work with.
0: Oh, he's I didn't realize he's Italian.
1: Yeah, he he spoke oh. perfect his Italian was probably the best on The Godfather.
0: Yeah, he was born Bruno Giovanni and This is a quattro hard trucki, one. Qu- uh, del uh, cho- cholo.
1: Okay, that doesn't sound perfect, but I'll look it I'm up. quite sure it's not. Well, <laughs> you
0: know, why don't you look up that well okay. um yeah, he was born on this day in 1949. We're gonna get back to Bruno Kirby in just a moment. Um, oh
1: yeah, Quidachulu. Chulu. Oh,
0: and is that what I tried to say? Yeah,
1: Quidachulu. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a, not an easy one to say. Yeah,
0: and a weird name. I've never heard
1: that. It, yeah, it's probably Sicilian or it
0: mm, mm-hmm. could
1: even from First Sardinia, actually. But um, I anyways, didn't realize was he good. was Italian mm. at
0: all. I, uh, I always said he was Jewish, to be honest. No, no. Well, anyway, Clay's Bang has been active Oh, wait, I
1: didn't say he was born on this day in New York City in 1949. I think I did. Oh, okay, thanks. As you Sorry. were looking. Right. But
0: now I want to know more about Bruno Kirby. Yeah, what he it- was
1: awesome. He was like, he's so great in all the films. He he always makes a very memorable performance, I think.
0: He died from leukemia. Oh,
1: wow. Complications oh, related so to leukemia. Sad.
0: Especially in 2006 when there's so many advances with leukemia, but it yeah. does show you that it could be fatal, or complications anyway. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I want to know more about him. Well, anyway, 80s movies fans will remember Marcia Strassman... For her most famous role as Diane, Rick Moranis' wife, in the 1989 film Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which she reprised in the film's sequel three years later. Her career went back to debuting on The Patty Duke Show when she was a teenager, and her singing career with the hit single The Flower Children in 1967, followed by guest appearances on episodes of M.A.S.H., Ironside, The Love Boat, and Fantasy Island, before joining the main cast of the sitcom Welcome Back, Cotter. In 1975. I love that show. In the 80s, she was in the film The Aviator with Christopher Reeve and a number of TV movies before her success with Disney, which she followed with roles on Touched by an Angel, Murder, She Wrote, Highlander, and my favorite, Tracy Takes On. In 2007, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. She wrote a memoir about her experience, Life with a Side Order of Cancer, taking a break from acting until making one last appearance in a TV movie in 2014, the same year she died, at the age of 66. She was born on this day in New York City in 1948.
1: Do we do Clay's Bang? We
0: didn't. I, okay. I, I Not intentionally. I Okay, just, well, I'll uh, do Clay's Bang.
1: Yeah. Uh, Clay's Bang has been acting in Danish cinema since 1998. But his his profile was raised in 2017 when he played the leading role in Ruben Oslunds Palme d'Or winning film, The Square. Who could forget The Square, Amanda? Mm. Um, He won the European Film Award for Best Actor for the film, becoming the first Danish actor to do so. The following year, he was cast in The Girl with the Spider's Web and The Last Viermer. Uh, And in 2019, he joined the cast of The Affair. This year, he has appeared in the film Locked Down, he is fluent in Swedish, Norwegian, English, and German. He was born on this day in Odense, Denmark in nineteen sixty-seven.
0: Going right back to Bruno Kirby. Did you did you see this when he so his father his father was also Bruno Giovanni.
1: Yeah, Kirby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and
0: they and and he's a Bruno that was turned into a Bruce like your father.
1: Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's I that's the only reason I wanted to mention And he was it.
1: an actor as well. His dad was an actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and his brother John was an acting coach. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I just think it's interesting that because that Bruno being being turned into Bruce, yeah. which is ridiculous. Um, but we always called your dad Bruce, mm-hmm. kind of as a joke. Yeah, um, because he refused to be called Bruce when people tried to change his name when he moved to Canada. Anyway, this is not. <laughs> Sorry, I just I think it's interesting. Um let's keep going with our great character actors today. Paul Gilfoyle has had key roles in over a hundred shows and films, most notable of them in the nineties, including playing Mickey Cohen in L.A. Confidential, co-starring with Harrison Ford in Air Force One, and with John Travolta in Primary Colors. He is an actor studio graduate who made his Broadway debut in David Rabe's The Basic Training of Pablo Hummel. He made appearances in The Notorious Howard the Duck, the hit comedy Three Men and a Baby, and my favorite, The Serpent and the Rainbow. Later was in Session 9, Random Hearts and Company Man. In 2000, he was cast as a lead on CSI, which he remained on for 14 years. Then in 2017, joined the, ca- the cast of The Good Fight. He was on two episodes of Star Trek Discovery as well. And he was born on uh, this day. I-, I have to say it, which is two less than our nephew will. Anyway, he was born on this day in Ma- Boston, Massachusetts in
1: 1949. <laughs> <laughs> and um, is that near Boston?
0: What, Boston? Yes, (laughs) just outside of
1: Boston. Okay. Uh, Jay Leno performed stand-up comedy for a number of years and made a handful of appearances as an actor in the films American Hot Wax, Polyester, and episodes of Good Times, One Day at a Time. And, of course, he became the host of NBC's The Tonight Show Mm -hmm. in a famous bid for power with David Letterman, taking over the show in 1992 and remaining until 2009. He followed it with a primetime talk show, The Jay Leno Show, which was canceled after a few months before he returned to The Tonight Show in a really dickish move, everyone says, and remained there until 2014. He's like, you know what? I think I want it back. Mm.
0: And he went back know, to it. so it.
1: weird. It's weird, yeah. man. He was inducted into the Television Hall of Fame and writes a regular column for Popular Mechanics showcasing his car collection. Mm-hmm. He writes Motormouth articles for the Sunday Times and hosts the show Jay Leno's Garage. He was born on this day in New Rochelle, New York in 1950.
0: But he did grow up, it needs to be said, in Andover, Massachusetts, uh, and then continued in Massachusetts with a degree in speech therapy from Emerson in Boston. Um, And uh, I always think it's interesting. His mom is Scottish, like she immigrated when she was 11 from Scotland. And uh, his father, Angelo, um, was an insurance salesman who was born in New York. And he's from Flumeri, Italy. Do you know I don't that? know.
1: I feel like it's always an Italian quiz show when I'm on. Like, I'm, I'm interested. Flumetti. I don't know where okay, Flumetti is. Okay, it's in okay. Campania. It okay. doesn't
0: matter. Okay. Well, I just was interested. All right. One right. of the famed members of the Barrymore clan to be in, featured in film, Lionel Barrymore, was the eldest sibling and first of the family to be featured in motion pictures, appearing in a number of novelty shorts in the teens before entering features in the 20s and triumphing as a dramatic actor once sound came a decade later. He began his career on stage in the the 1890s, but unlike his famous siblings, Ethel and John, he never gained a reputation as a great stage actor before his success in cinema. In 1931, he won the Academy Award for Best Actor for a Free Soul, followed by roles in Broken Lullaby, Grand Hotel, Rasputin, and The Empress and Dinner at Eight. His multiple talents included writing. He penned the novel Mr. Carton Wine and his autobiography and in 1944 joined ASCAP and composed numerous musical pieces for piano and orchestra. They are still around today even though he is not. He was in the 1935 version of David Copperfield, Camille with Greta Garbo and the Best Picture Oscar winner You Can't Take It With You. He also directed a number of features including *Madame X for which he was nominated for a Best Director Oscar. He. He continued his venerated career on film until his last movie playing himself in Main Street to Broadway in 1953, a year before his death at the age of 76. He was born Lionel Blythe on this day in Philadelphia in 1878. Wow. Yeah. I'm the heads of the, the Barrymore acting empire.
1: Who's your favorite Barrymore?
0: Even though she screams a lot in her audiobook,
1: I'm still going to go with Drew. I'm going to say Ethel Barrymore. Go with Ethel. Yeah. Yeah, You know, we won't talk about Ethel. You know, she did a lot. I'm sure we talked about it. I'm sure we
0: did a whole thing on her. Right. Um, Maybe next year we'll just talk about the Barrymores every single day. Yeah. Uh, Well, listen, if you are having a birthday today, I hope it's a great one and um, great on you for being analytical and diverse and uh, you share it with a lot of amazing people. Go
1: watch a superhero film or say hello to a nurse, a garbage person, a. you know, person giving needles. Yes. Uh, fire watch person. Watch
0: Watch Wonder Woman. Watch uh, Captain America. Those are all great, great
1: movies. There you go. It, Wait, what's it, the it,
0: one with Brie Larson? Is that Captain America?
1: No. Yeah, Captain America. Yeah. No, it's not Captain America. Captain something. It's um,
0: Captain Success. What is she? Oh
1: man, <laughs> Captain Marvel. I believe Captain it is. Captain Marvel. Is it? I, I don't know. Now you got it. You, 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 you got it in my head that I can't even think what it is anymore hang
0: on I'm looking it up oh here we go sorry I said
1: fire person I meant to say oh, she's firefighter French. I did she was French um Brie she was named after the cheese come on we talked about it back in August we did no I have no idea
0: Come on, I can't find it. I'm pretty anyone. sure it's
1: Cap- she plays Captain Marvel. Uh, that's what it's called? Yeah, I think Captain so. Marvel, yes. Okay, so. There, that's it, my favorite one. Right. Clearly,
0: clearly it, it resonated with me. No, but it was a great movie. I loved it.
1: But he said she loves it because she, uh, she's a woman and she's the strongest superhero. So yeah. that's why I mean my... Captain yeah, like, Marvel is, yeah.
0: And uh, it was one of the last, well, not one of the last, but I saw it in the theater and... Uh,
1: I dragged you to those I hope
0: Well, I'm glad you did because I have nice memories of seeing that movie, which is a fun movie to see in a theater, in a theater, and uh, maybe someday we'll get to see a movie in a theater again.
1: Until then, we're always here for you on Born on This Day podcast.
0: Indeed, we are.